Hi, welcome to TIFF Talks. The opinions and views expressed on TIFF Talks is that of Tiffany Stokes Dinkins solely, or her guests solely, and are meant to provide information as well as comedic humor. None of said opinions or views necessarily represent Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. This podcast contains explicit language, including vulgar comments, profanity, and graphic descriptions of events. Furthermore, the people described in this podcast are of actual clients. Names, places, and specific details have been changed to protect the privacy and sanctity of Tiffany Stokes Stinkin's clients. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody, everybody, hello. I am back. I know that my infrequent nature of this podcast is like, girl, I don't want to listen no more because it takes you like 500 years to make an episode. And I get that. But as a mental health provider, right, you got to take care of yourself so that you can continue taking care of others. So my apologies for being gone so long. But let's get started on a common trend that I've been hearing lately. And I don't want to say that it's just been this year, but I will say that most, if not all of my current clients have had this issue. The issue is in relationships, right? Mostly in their friendships. Now, see, in my world, which is why I'm probably not the best person to get advice from when it comes to this conversation. And that's because in my mind, the definition of friend is almost the equivalent of calling somebody a sibling or calling someone a close relative. Because in my friendships, at least I would like to think so. I'm very vulnerable and open with these people, right? And maybe it's my only child syndrome, you know, maybe it's just the history of my life on this planet. But if I'm calling you a friend, you mean more to me than just somebody I'm going out and having drinks with. You mean more to me than just someone that I get on the phone with once or, you know, once or twice a month or once or twice a year, right? You're a relative of mine. If I break bread with you, like it's deep for me. If I allow you in my personal life, and I'm when I mean personal, I mean like where I rest my head, where my child is at, things like that. If I involve you in those things, you're family to me. And that equally then means for me that I'm protective of you. I'm looking out for you more than maybe you even look out for yourself. I'm doing things for you that are outside of my character and might make other people jealous because they're like, well, damn, I don't have a friend like that. Or damn, Tiff, you don't do that for me. In short, I love really fucking hard. And I think that's why I don't have a lot of friends in my life. Because it means more to me than what it might mean to somebody else. So I have to keep my circle close because people just don't love like I love. But what I'm hearing from clients 
is something very similar where they're like, you know, I'm pouring into them. I'm doing all these different things for them. I'm, you know, I'm always there. I'm picking up the phone two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm constantly doing, 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 doing. But then when I'm in the shit, when I'm in my feelings, right? Those same friends are nowhere around. And I'm sitting back again, I'm the therapist, right? And I'm just like, well, shit. If this is what the common thread is, and again, like I said, I'm not saying that this is brand new, but what I am saying is so many people are reporting this to me in a clinical space. I'm wondering now, is it really a trend where there's just a lot of good people getting hurt and there's a lot of succubus and people who are about themselves and only about themselves in the world? Or is there a real character flaw in pouring into other people in hopes that they'll pour into you the same way? And that's something clinically that I'm I'm really trying to to grapple with, to, to break it down, because not only are these people like really devastated, like it's causing depression. A couple of my clients, and of course, I can't give you any like describers or anything like that but a couple of my clients have been talking about taking their own life trigger warning about doing something like that simply because this particular friend that they've given years some decades to right no longer is is loving them caring for them or even talking to them as they once did and it's, it's really becoming a traumatic thing in their lives. They're even calling it trauma. Is it a character flaw because they love that much and they just wanted that much from that person? Or is the character flaw really in the fact that the people that they were loving up on, right? Those people. They were only in it to gain something. They were only in it to win. And they just happened to gravitate to somebody who was going to help them win. And in all these instances, to be very honest with you, I didn't know what the fuck to say. I mean, not to mention, it's the story of my fucking life. I love hard. I'm there. Boom, boom, rah, rah. Next thing you know, ghosted. Next thing you know, I'm out. I'm, I'm doing this. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, whatever the case may be, right? Or I got other stuff going on. I don't want to deal with you and deal with that. I'm out, right? That's the story of my life. So a lot of times I'm telling these people similar to something that I would do for myself, right? I'm telling them, you know what? Love up on yourself, pour into yourself. You know, you should be your own best friend. Make sure that you're giving to you so that you're not going into this bitter or dark space. You know, if anything, it should teach you that loving up on you is more important than trying to love up on someone else. I give them the whole spiel, right? Because this is stuff that I would actually do. It's the same advice that I would give me, right? Right. But the other added part to all of this is that these same people who were the takers, who were the succubus, who were just capitalizing on a good person or a good opportunity, have the audacity to want to come back. 
And they come back in such a way where it's like, well, I don't understand why you're upset. I don't understand why you're feeling some kind of way. I don't know why you feel like, you know, I did something bad to you or I did something wrong to you. So now these same clients, and again, so weird because almost all of them are saying the same thing. But they're coming back to it like, hold up. You go X amount of weeks, months, years in some cases, right? Not talking to me, not dealing with me, not wanting any parts of me, a conversation, hanging out, chilling, nothing. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we cool. Now we can be friends. Everything is great. And they're asking me, well, Tiffany, well, what would you do? And I'm like, um, do you want my answer or do you want a clinical answer? And yes, I say that to my clients all the time. Do you want the Tiffany answer or do you want the clinician answer? Because it's going to be two different answers. The clinician answer would be, you know, it's based on how you feel. How deep was the relationship? You know, are you too able to hash things out? And, you know, you, it's important to give people the benefit of the doubt because you don't know. People deal with stress and deal with issues differently. They might have isolated. Again, I'm going in, giving all of those cliches, all of those different platitudes. I'm giving them. That's the clinical answer. The Tiffany answer is like, fuck them. If they wanted you in their lives, they would, they would have you in their lives. People make time for who and what they want. If they wanted you, you would be there. If they don't want you, then they're not going to make time for you. And that's real. And I'm queen of not calling somebody. But if I have a big event, if I'm doing something, if I'm involved in something, oh, I'm inviting everybody. I'm making time. If people are to call me or contact me, I'm reaching back out. I don't leave you on red for days or for hours. Not to the capacity that these people are complaining about. And when it comes to showing love, I'm forever showing love. I'm forever showing concern. I'm not going to harass you with it, but I'm going to show it. But if you're able to go that long and not talk to me and not feel no kind of way checking in on me, the biggest F you is what comes out of my mouth. Because I feel like if I was really that important to you, if I, if I really mattered to you, you would make time. No different than how I have made time for you and I have receipts for it. I work all different kinds of jobs. I work every fucking day. But I make time. So when I do make time and that's not appreciated because you're able to go and do whatever it is that you're doing, I'm going to feel some kind of way. And just as those people are entitled to feel how they feel, Tiff is entitled to feel how she feels. Now, of course, my clients, they don't want the clinical answer because the Tiffany answer makes a whole lot of sense, right? But I'm saying to you guys, does it really? Because the Tiffany answer sounds like she's holding a lot of grudges. The Tiffany answer sounds like she's not able to forgive. So let me explain. It's not that I can't forgive. Because I do. I forgive too much and too often. 
And that's a bigger problem. But we'll get to that in a different episode. The TIFF answer is the answer of accountability. And when I fuck up, when I do something wrong, when I'm in the wrong, I'm always put in that position where I have to own it. Always. And there's not one person on the planet that can say that I don't apologize because I do. There's not one person on the planet that can say that I don't do my efforts to do better, whether those efforts are acknowledged or not. I will do that. I am grown. But if I'm doing that, the expectation is that you are going to take accountability as well. So if I'm holding on to feelings that you're not able to acknowledge because you decided to disappear and you refuse to take accountability for the fact that you disappeared, I don't want to hear anything from you because it's not just me not calling you. It's more like you didn't call either. It's not just me, you know, not coming around and working all the time. You also are not making any effort, especially if I'm checking in, especially if I'm shooting text messages, especially if I'm remembering birthdays and holidays and all that jazz and anniversary. I'm remembering things that you thought that I would forget. If I'm doing all of that, but it's my fault that we're not as close as we used to be, am I really the one that has a problem and is holding a grudge? Or is it you? I leave that question open-ended. And usually, when I get to that part of the session or the conversation with someone, It's similar to this moment where we're sitting in silence. If you've listened to other episodes or my other rants or anything like that, I'm in love with love. I'm like the hopeless romantic as they come. You know, my understanding of love, you know, I feel like it should be expressed in the ways that I want to express it to someone else. I'm a believer in reciprocity. I'm a believer in someone's effort. If they really love me, they will show me and not just by doing the bare minimum or doing what benefits them only. I I show up for people who will do things for me for the sake of doing it for me and they don't get a benefit from it. Because that speaks to me a lot more than doing something for me or doing something with me, but you're also a benefactor. And I want that to just breathe for a moment. Think about the people in your life. Are they doing for you? Are they showing up for you because it benefits them to do so? Or because they really want to show up for you? And this is not just in friendships. We're also talking relationships. We're talking family members. We're talking supervisors and coworkers. Any dynamic of a relationship. Are they doing what they do for you? Because it benefits them to do it? Or because they legitimately are thinking of you 
and doing it because they know how much it's going to make you happy, whether they benefit from it or not. Because it's that time of year, I wish every single person that listens a beautiful, healthy, prosperous holiday, whatever you're celebrating, doesn't matter what it is. I hope that your lives are surrounded with love, are surrounded with peace, are surrounded with the things that you actually want and need and not what society is telling you that you want and need. And my goal is to make sure that I make more episodes so that not only am I doing my own healing, but maybe this podcast can heal somebody else. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to follow me, I am on Instagram. It's be well with Tiffany underscore all one word. Be well with Tiffany underscore. That's on Instagram. You can go to my website, www.thementalmatters.com. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.